When we come to uh, Revelation 17, we come to the uh, third vision in the book of Revelation. As you maybe remember, uh, the first vision was in chapter 1 where we have the vision of the seven golden lampstands signifying the local churches and the Son of Man walking in the midst. Then the second vision was in Revelation 4 where we saw the vision of God's judgment on the world. Now we come to the third vision. And this is the vision of Mystery Babylon, the great prostitute who sits on many waters. And the reason it's so important to see this as a vision is because what a vision does is a vision affects our Christian walk and our church life. It affects the way we live in this world and the way we live in the church. So, to begin with, it says, One of the seven angels who had the seven bowls spoke to the Apostle John, saying, Come here, I will show you the judgment of the great prostitute who sits on many waters. In verse 3, the Apostle John says, And he carried me away in spirit into a wilderness, and I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. Verse 1 speaks of the great prostitute and verse 3 speaks of a woman according to verse 18 in this chapter the woman is the great city the city of rome which was built on seven mountains signified by the seven heads of the beast according to the bible and according to world history then who is the prostitute riding on the roman empire well, who is, the one, who is the one that was so intimately related to the Roman state? It seems like the prostitute is so closely related to the city of Rome that the two are almost identical. Well, many Bible expositors, uh, when they, when they are, uh, are going over this section of the word, they believe that the prostitute is the apostate Roman church. And we'll go over some points that as we go over these, you'll see seeing her and seeing this vision will affect us in our life and in our walk. Well, first of all, her name in verse 5, we see the name of the great prostitute, Mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of the prostitutes, and the abominations of the earth. The title Mystery here indicates that Babylon the Great in this chapter is not the material one in chapter 18, but the religious one. So this brings us to another point, and that is that there are actually two aspects of Babylon the Great. In 17, we have the religious Babylon. In, Re in Revelation 18, we have material Babylon. Uh, for this time, we'll just concentrate on the religious Babylon. In Revelation 18, we'll concentrate on material Babylon. The religious Babylon, the apostate church, is truly mysterious in what she is, in what she practices, and what she teaches. Well, it says that this church is uh, the mother of the abominations of the earth. And in the Bible, when we look at Deuteronomy 7, 25 and 26, we realize that abominations are idols. And this is, you know, something that the apostate Roman church is filled with. These idols are mixed in with the so-called service of God. And here we uh, see a real principle in our walk and our service to God. An idol 
signifies anything that replaces God. So many times people will take an icon and they will mix this in with their worship to God and this becomes a real replacement to our worship to God and our service to God. So we have to be careful not to have anything that would bring in a replacement to God. Then it says that this this prostitute is in the wilderness. It says, when the apostle John saw the great prostitute, an angel carried him away, where? Into a wilderness. And a wilderness is a desert, a parched land. And this indicates that the apostate church is in a desert where there are no springs of water prepared by God. And here this points us to another principle. Whenever we touch anything of this prostitute, we sense dryness within. We sense no water within. And this becomes a real indicator to us that we are not enjoying the proper church life and the proper Christian life because the proper church life should be filled with living water. Then it says that uh, she's committing fornication with the kings of the earth. The kings of the earth have committed fornication with this great prostitute. This means that she has sinful religious relationships with the rulers of the earth, and it's all for her profit. Then then it says that uh, she's clothed in purple and scarlet. According to verse 4, this woman is clothed in purple and scarlet. Purple signifies dignity and authority, with authority, but this color is a blend of blue and red. It signifies the blending of heavenly things with earthly. So this again becomes a real uh, warning to us not to blend the heavenly with the earthly. In other words, we, we are a heavenly people. Our life is hid with Christ in God. Whenever we blend heavenly with earthly, then we are in danger of touching something Babylonian. And the woman is also clothed in scarlet, the characteristic of this apostate Roman church. Then also it says this woman is gilded with gold and precious stones and pearls. Gold, precious stone and pearls are materials which the New Jerusalem is built. But the woman, the apostate church, is not solidly built with these precious things as the New Jerusalem is. She's only gilded with these treasures as an ornament for outward display. Again, this should be a warning to us that we would not be a people that are just gilded without, with the outward treasures, but that our whole being would be constituted with these treasures. Just like it says in Second Corinthians, we have this treasure in earthen vessels. So we have to be on the guard that we wouldn't just be gilded, but our whole living would be a life of the New Jerusalem. Our whole walk would be a life of the New Jerusalem. Our whole church life would express the New Jerusalem and not just be something gilded as an outward show. Finally, it says that this this woman is a great city. The, The angel told the Apostle John, And the woman whom you saw is the great city, which has a kingdom over the kings of the earth. Well, the the prostitute denotes, as we've mentioned, the religious Babylon, Babylon signifying the Roman church. The woman in this verse denotes the material Babylon, Babylon signifying the city of Rome. Well, brothers, again, I just point out this word great. You know, the Lord, when he came to the earth, he says he came not to be served, 
but to serve and give his life for a ransom, uh, as a ransom for many. He didn't come to be great. He wasn't a great one. He came to serve man. He came in a humble way. He came in a low way, even to the point that he said, I'm a piece of bread for you to eat. I'm living water for you to drink. Even to the point at the end of the Gospel of John, he breathed into the disciples and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Our, our Lord, when he came, was small, was not something big and great, but he was small so that he could save man. He was a lamb to die on the cross for us. He was, the, he was a dove as the Spirit so he could get into us. Anything that makes you great or becomes great is in the principle of Babylon. And we have to be people that are taking the small, edible, enjoyable Christ. So again, I hope this will help us as we see a vision of this, uh, this uh, great city, this Babylon, to realize these are things that would keep us from enjoying the reality which is in Christ. So it's good to have a vision of Babylon so that we could be kept on the right track of Christ and the church.